What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Tip of the Cap podcast. I am here at Extra Bases Training Academy via Inferno Baseball, home of the Academy Stars, and I'm sitting here with my guest today, Tyler Spear. Tyler, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you played, where you come from, that whole thing. Yeah, cool, man. Appreciate you having me on. This is pretty cool. Um, I feel like I needed to come on after the last two guests because you kind of killed it with Savit and Justin. Uh, and I'll try and I'll get to it, but both, basically both those guys are a big part of why I'm even here in Buffalo, New York. Um, so I grew up in Oklahoma, um, Oklahoma City, went to a high school called Bethany High School. Um, so played basketball since I was young, played baseball all the way through, um, and, but baseball was definitely the path for me. Uh, not a lot of 6'3 guys that played down in the post make it past high school <laughs> in basketball. So um, baseball was, was kind of my thing. And uh, from high school, I went to uh, Fort Scott Community College. It's uh, Division One JUCO in uh, Fort Scott, Kansas, which is the middle of nowhere. Um, but if you Love look, those places. Yeah, they, it, was, it was great. Um, but they, they're actually in the same uh, conference as Independence, as if you watch Netflix and watch the uh, – uh, last chance you right yeah so independence is in the same okay. is in the same conference it's a, as, it's a as great sports guy yeah it's if great. you haven't watched it and you're a sports guy you're wrong <laughs> um and then so played there for two years uh pitching and then caught um a scholarship to go to niagara which at the time uh dan Savit was the pitching coach right who was recruiting me there um and so they flew me out for a visit um overnight and everything so i spent two days in the snow, believe it or not, <laughs> and still decided that Niagara wow. Niagara was going to be the place for me. Wow, that's how you know it's real. That's how, <laughs> that's how you know it's a fit when you stay yep. when you stay in this area in the snow and go. Yeah, I'm gonna go there. Yep, yeah. Division one was kind of my my goal, and you know they were going to give me a real good shot at, at being one of their starters. And um, you know, unfortunately, Dan didn't stick around too long. Right. Uh, the summer after I signed, he went and. Did his thing uh, elsewhere. I think he went and took a head coach job um, somewhere. And then, long story short, here he is back in back in New York doing his thing with PBR, which is awesome. Um, crushing it with PBR. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, once I was done playing ball, you know, nothing was going to be going on after my uh, my senior year. And I actually got a phone call from uh, from a good friend of mine who's actually the assistant softball coach over at OP, Van okay. Remmen, uh, John Van Remmen. He yep. called me out of the blue one time and was like – hey, uh, I coach for the Academy Stars. We just had a coach uh, kind of quit on us. You know, are you looking to coach? And I was like, uh, yep. <laughs> uh, um, so, you know, met with Justin, what is it, geez, almost eight years ago and and kind of been here ever since. Cool. So, yeah, I think it was like 2013 was my first summer, and here I am almost seven, eight years into it. Yeah. So, and no, like I said, those two guys uh, – it kind of seemed right that I try to fit myself after them because both of them <laughs> kind of put me here in this right. position that I'm in. Right. So Absolutely. very grateful for both those guys. Yeah, we. Uh, it's it's always interesting hearing the stories about how guys got to where they are and like, you know, the think about the intersecting stories of like what what caused me and you to be sitting here. You know, a, a kid born and raised in Buffalo, who you know my first crack at college sports was on the football field, and I actually didn't know that's where you were from, but. Like you could like like watching interactions between you and other people on Twitter and stuff like that. Like you can tell you're not you're not from around here initially, right? Because you have a because you bring that different perspective of things outside of yeah Western New York baseball, which I think is yeah, and it was like really important around like yeah to bring that to bring that into the uh, into this area. Yeah, and like summer leagues, I spent a year in or the summer in Denver, spent a year in. Uh, Martinsville, Virginia, right. playing in the Coastal Plains League, another middle of nowhere, <laughs> and then all the way over to Bellingham, Washington, um, where I played in the West Coast League. So it's like east, west, north, south. Like right. I, I kind of just take all that experience and kind of, you know, just kind of show some people there are some differences, obviously, uh, in the baseball realm. So it's been kind of a pleasure to – and. And really a blessing to have all of that right. and be able to go all of those places. You know, I can I can speak from experience having a place like this, you know, out here, you know, in the. I mean, I I, I cut my teeth at the Depew location. You know, for a little while I worked out at the old Blaisdell location just up the road, the old beat up warehouse with you know, nine billion square feet <laughs> for, you know, 
a third of that being able to be used and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But like having a place like this to be able to, to hone your craft and, you know, especially in this area is huge. Right. Yeah. And it's been, it's been really nice to have here, um, down in, in the Blaisdell area, you know, just not a lot of places you can get outdoors. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it's something that was different from whenever I was in high school. Cause I know of like one facility that, right. that some people went to other than that, you were outside and, but here, you know, you don't get a lot of outside. So having a facility that, you know, we can get an infield and hit really, you know, full ground balls, right. you know, with all these kids. And we got about six, seven cages and the weight room um, that's over there. Um, it's really great to have this type of space to, to get, you know, everything imaginable on the field right. uh, that we can get done. And when the weather's like okay enough and the kids can put on a sweatshirt, outfielders, see you later. Go, go out the back door and, you know, we'll either throw you pot flies, hit you pot flies. So... Yeah, we're kind of lucky to have this place um, where we're at. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting seeing the different um, – this is now the third different indoor facility that I've done a podcast in. There are at least two more that I know I will probably cross off my list sooner rather than later. Yeah. And it's always interesting seeing, like, the different layouts, the different setups and everything. And it's, you know, a lot of it's just because of what what's available to you and what, you know, making the best of what you can. And I know there's a couple places in this area that are literally – you know, the, the, the sitting area that we're sitting in right now is the size of their facility, and there's other places that it's, you know, puts this, makes this place look kind of small. Right, so, yep. Um, you know, it's, it's always one of the most interesting things, and we actually just got done with a fun little batting practice session, which I will post one of the two videos. The first <laughs> video, the uh, I'm going to blame the old TV that's set up, kind of flickering <laughs> on it, of why I'm not going to post it, but my, my output was not great either. So the uh, we just did a little round. I filmed the the actual hit tracks screen showing the trajectory of the ball and stuff. And I'm, I'm sure some of the Twitter warriors out there will have something to say about my <laughs> output, but in my defense, it's been about two about two full months since I've swung a bat. So, you know, cut me some slack there, but we were, we were playing with the hit track system, man. And that thing is cool. And I don't want to beat that dead horse too bad. Cause yeah. I know me and Justin talked about it for about a good half hour. Right. Yeah. But seeing it firsthand, man, that was awesome. Yeah. And like I said, like, I felt like I only just took you through, the top layer of, of things, you know, obviously you have the screen right there. That's going to show you all the statistics, um, you know, batting average, exit velocity, launch angle, you know, all those cool things that, you know, kids are really looking to see, you know, where they're at um, live, but it's going back and reviewing, you know, the actual session of, you know, I showed you the point of contact where you can see the dots of where you, you know, made all your contact. and. You know, like like you, even you mentioned, like you felt like you were hitting the ball somewhere else than you actually were. Yeah, I felt like I was hitting the ball somewhere like well like behind my back hip almost. And the statistics were like, nah, man, you were six to 18 inches out front of the plate. And it, it that's not at all what it felt like. Right. So it's, you know, it's interesting to see because you see these people, you see people talking, it's a constant debate, you know, analytics versus the actual physical what you're doing. You know, what the numbers say versus what you feel and stuff like that. And that was interesting for me because I've, you know, I, I always, you know, especially when I was hitting 17 times a week, you know, I'd get there, I'd get, I would get to the facility early and hit and then stay late and hit and then get there the next day early and hit. And then there's a dead point in the day. So I hit like, you know, you get a feel for it. And then, you know, to feel something like that and then be told something completely different was, it, I was like, wow, I... You know, but I, I can recognize that with my players too. Like, coach, I feel like I'm doing this. Well, but what I'm seeing is this, and this this actually puts a number to quantify it. Right, and that's and that's a big thing. Like, in in the years that that I've been doing like one on one lessons and coaching, like when you get kids either a on video or b their actual you know stats like the hit tracks can do, it it brings a whole new light to them. They're like, oh, so I'm not doing what I feel. So they can kind of actually work on, like Justin said, like the extremes that he does hitting. Right. It's like, I feel like I'm hitting the ball deep, but you're not. Right. You know, so let's work on the extreme so you can really feel what hitting a ball deep feels like. Right. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, the, the, two, the two buzzwords of exit velocity and launch angle <laughs> and all that stuff is funny. You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a pitching guy at heart, um, but it's just funny because, you know, all the kids, they want exit velocity. They want, you know, launch angle, but it's like, Dude, the more launch angle you have, the less, you know, you're not hitting it at as hard and you're out. So you need to lower your launch angle so that you can hit the ball harder for bases. So it's kind of a cool thing to kind of see that as well, where it's like, dude, you hit the ball harder 
on a line. Yeah. So why do you want to create more launch angle? Like right. You're going to get on base more with a lower launch angle. You know, and that, that just tells, that's, I think that's just to tell to what, you know, we see on TV all the time is the, the, you know, the home runs and, you know, and what do they do every time somebody hits one out? Oh, here was his exit velocity. Here was his launch angle. Here was this, here was that. And like, okay, so I need to mimic those numbers to hit it out. Well, yeah. When you're, you know, six foot seven, 280 pounds built like a middle linebacker and moves like a really agile basketball player. Yeah. Mimic those numbers. Sure. When you're, you know, five foot two, 87 pound, 10 year old Jimmy Smith, probably not. Right. Right. And so that's what it's, it's hard sometimes because these kids want to, you know, hit the ball far and everything and want to see it go far on the screen when, yep. you know, and it's, and it's funny because then sometimes I kind of, we can get them focused and be like, don't look at that screen because you're trying to do things that are outside of who you are. Right. Like here are the numbers of who you are. Let's stay inside of it. Let's work on that craft of what gets you on base the most. Right. So that's what's really cool about that. It's like, you know, the kids want to do this and that, but it's like being able to take those numbers and, and like see, well, if you want to do this, you're going to get out more. Right. Because it says it right here. Yeah. If you want to get on base more, let's stay around here. You know, it's really like a pitch design or a, a, a swing design thing. It's like we're going to design a swing that fits you the best. Right. So, um, you know, same thing for pitching. You know what I mean? It's like you know, I want to throw, you know, I want to throw harder. That, that, that's great. Or I want to throw a really good breaking ball. Well, your breaking ball right now shoots way up out of your hand and almost has too much hor uh, vertical break. Like we want something that comes out a little bit more and literally falls off a table. Right. So if it doesn't look like your fastball, a good hitter can see it. Yep. And you can see that the velocity difference between your fastball and curveball, it's too much. Yeah. Like you're throwing it 20 miles an hour slower. That's not, that's not going to cut it. We need to get these velocities a little bit closer together. So uh, it's the same thing with, with pitching, hitting, you know, catchers, you know, as well. Like I kind of showed you real quick, the catching module that we can get, you know, catchers actually throwing to second base via, you know, the hit tracks and screen and they can do their pop time and stuff like that. It's like getting the kids to actually see where they're at to get them where they need to be. Right. Yeah, and it's it it you know the the catching thing was really cool to see, you know the ability to see the north south east and west of a pitcher of a you know a pitch trajectory and stuff like that. Like I mean that that stuff's that stuff's amazing to me, and I you know I I plan on seeing that live in action someday. So yeah, and yeah. the the cool thing is we can actually it's uh, we can make it travel. So right, if, if some people can't necessarily make it all the way to Blaisdell or if like high schools want to, you know, they have their gym time and they want, you know, so it's, I think they said it only takes about 30 minutes to set up so right. we can pack that sucker up, bring it to practice where you guys can inter squad inside and everything. Don't, like don't, that. don't worry. I've, I've got plans to talk to some people <laughs> about bringing that thing yeah, out to Lancaster. That's, so. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm kind of ready to get that thing out there, you know, it's just, um, kind of show people, especially the ones who may not be able to make it to this facility, but right. want it to come to them. Perfect. We can right. do that. Which is awesome. Yeah. I think it'd be awesome too, if Justin ever gets the, uh, the huge projection thing that he was talking about. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I tried, I tried that as when we first got it, there's too much stinking light in this place, believe right. it or not. Right. It's right. like, you want the light so the kids can see the ball. But when it came to like doing something like a projection screen, there was too much light. It wasn't able to, to get right. on the screen. So yeah, we're going to try and get something that that's kind of a little bit bigger because I'm sure I'm sure there's some kind of science wizard out there that can figure that I know right projection out you get, up there or something yeah because like, cool. you get like the parents and stuff that want to see it too so right. the next thing you know it's like this big huddle around the the tv <laughs> of like they're like people like trying to creep around a corner to catch it and right. so it's just like you know hopefully we can find a spot that 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 does well so that everyone can kind of comfortably sit where they're at and you know see see what's going on right now, the other big thing, and this was a big one I wanted to talk to you about, was I know you guys do a lot with driveline baseball and the driveline program here. And I've read a little bit about it. I'm always open to learning new things. So tell me about the driveline program. Um, you know, unfortunately, I wish I had more time in the day to learn all the things I want to learn. Oh, yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's easier to have somebody who knows what they're talking about kind of yes. spit stuff out. So, and this is, this is as much for me as it is for anybody else who listens. Yeah. So give it to me, man. What, <laughs> what is driveline baseball? Let's do this. Thing. So I know. So that's like, that's like some of the, bu another buzzword. It's like, do you guys do driveline? And then 
I want to say it's a yes and a no. It's like, yes, it involves some things that driveline does, but we are not driveline baseball. We, right. you know, like they're in Seattle, Washington in their own place. <laughs> like that's driveline baseball. Right. Like what we do and what I, I've used is the, some of their protocols, right. which is completely different than like, you know what I mean? Than the driveline program. It's like, it's not necessarily a driveline program. I we're using their protocols to help develop a program right. that, you know, seems to fit well. And so what's cool about them is that, you know, I'm actually, you know, going through their coaching certification. Okay. I'm about like 40% of the way <laughs> through that thing. Like the terminologies and stuff that oh. go through there and what you got to learn. Don't um, get me started on coaching certifications. I'm, I'm losing my mind <laughs> doing a couple myself. So. Yeah. So, you know, what, what I've kind of done here with, with this is, you know, we use, uh, basically the three things and the throwing portion of, of their protocol. So the dynamic warm up. Mm-hmm. So before these guys even touch a baseball, they're, they're going to sweat, right? You are sweating before you touch a baseball and, um, you know, Jaeger bands, you know, um, there's wrist weights that we use. There's uh, lacrosse ball rollout for soft tissue stuff. Um, you know, really to get the blood flowing and everything. And then even before you do it, what it is, is they're plyo care balls. So that's where you kind of see the, the colored ones. So they're like black, green, right. blue, red, yellow. You know, you see kind of kids carrying around these these colored, colored balls, and those are plyo care. So what they do there with those, it's really to get the kids to feel um, their arm motion and and their their actions of their body through these different weights. Um, and it's really trying to get their arm into a position that will help really the decelerating muscles to alleviate some stress of the elbow. Right. You know, that's the big thing. You know, that that's that's a pitcher's moneymaker. Well, and and real quick, for those of you listening to this, there is no very sorry, there are very few high school pitchers who work the deceleration muscles, specifically the ones in their back, well enough. Yeah to warrant not worrying about it right so and that's where like you get the get the notepad out (laughs) you know listen listen to this guy um and my wife's actually going to be really happy if she listens to this and these big words that i'm using Um, (laughs) (laughs) she's like that's not you um but so you know the elbow can only take so much stress right and throwing a baseball on its own surpasses that stress that the elbow can take so what helps it is the muscles around it and the decelerated muscles around it. So, you know, these, um, the plyo care balls and drills are designed so that the, the arm is putting the elbow in a position where it's level, it's, it's, it's easing the stress. Right. Is there going to be stress? Absolutely. It's an unnatural movement. You know, throwing is an unnatural movement. Um, and this portion is still part of the warm up. you know, so these kids aren't necessarily you know, throwing these plyo balls as hard as they can. There's overload and there's underload, you know what I mean, to kind of work on some strength while you're doing right. it and um, some quickness into it. Um, and then they finally get to long toss. So really the warm-up's probably 25 minutes before they even touch a baseball. Um, and then what the protocols for driveline do is, is they kind of take a, a Jaeger's long toss thought process out so you know it's take your dog out for a walk to start you know a lot of these guys want to start right at 60 feet and just start chucking it right as hard as i can it's like easy you know what i mean it's like let's let we're going to ease our way out we're going to take our dog out for a walk we're going to get harder as we go back and basically get to a point where you feel like you're throwing as hard as you can as far as you can right and at an you know with some air underneath it, you right. know what I mean? Not, you know, Jaeger's long toss uh, from the video that I've kind of watched and everything, it's like, it's not on a line, you know, and you're gonna get some guys that say, you know, you should, you only need to long toss 180 on a line. You know, there's 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 a lot of different opinions on that. Right. And, you know, nobody's wrong, No, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, all arms are not created equally. So arms react different yeah, some, to different long some, toss programs. Some, some, some guys react well to throwing every day as often as you can other guys don't react well to that and can't do it and, right you know so so that's where my job kind of comes into play with this program is to kind of see how guys are reacting right you know like you know the more air underneath it are you are you you know doing better or should we keep you 
you know, a little more on a line whenever you long toss. And, um, you know, that's where it's having the indoor facility that these guys can do it in, you know, whether it's, you know, this cage over here or off the wall over there, you know, they can really, you know, stretch it out, right. you know, as, as best as they can. And then once they reach that point, now they start getting themselves on a line, right? It's the, you know, the pull down part of long toss where let's lower the angle um, and get this sucker on a line. So you're, you know, you're probably about 90 feet, right. fin- finish up with about, you know, six to 10 throws. How are you feeling? Chuck that sucker from 90 feet, you know, call it a day on the long toss and now let's recover. Right. So now, you know, here's even more of your decelerating muscles and the things that you just broke down. Um, and again, more plyo care so you know as i'm sure a lot of people have seen the the videos of you know the rebounders that the guys are using the trampoline um for you know we got that you go through another set of of uh of jaeger bands you got resistant bands that you're going to be using like again like the recovery is almost going to seem like another workout yes. almost you know and, but and it should yeah right and that, know, for it, for, the, for those of you who have sniffed around the fitness industry at all that's a that's a normal thing right you know and, and, you know, Wolf, you know, same thing. You're going to go through the lacrosse ball again, you know, foam roll, you know, try to get, you know, you're either going to foam roll before or after whenever you can try and get it in, you know, really take care of these guys' um, arms. Um, we really do, we, we keep we keep the throwing to three days a week. Right. So, you know, it's um, it's it's taxing. Yeah, You know what absolutely. I mean? Like these guys are coming in here for at least an hour and, yeah. and getting some work in, like yeah. some real good work, you know. Um, the cool thing is, is, you know, they have, you know, a program designed for kids that I think, I think it's like nine to 15. Right. You know what I mean? So that's what, you know, that's the big base of kids that we work with. So that's, you know, that's the book that I have. That's, you know, kind of where I drive, um, the protocols from, um, I'm kind of changing things up a little bit. I, you know, it's, it's eight weeks where I throw a bullpen one of those days, but that's like, I'm only going to throw bullpens or whatever, four times the last four weeks. The first four weeks are, you know, let's let's focus a little bit more on the building part right. so that you can get two really good long toss days in um, and then a recovery day. So right. there is a recovery day that's a lot less throwing, you know, a few less reps on, on the plyo balls and everything just to really kind of recover themselves. But also on those days, I make them do a workout. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I... go do, go do some lunges. You know, we're going to kill, you know, we're going to drill your core. Like you're recovering arm wise, but I'm still going to make sure that, that your body's working today. Right. Um, so it's really been great. Um, you know, we've seen some, some really good numbers, uh, from it. And, you know, I feel like no one's really left disappointed per se, you know, even if their velocity didn't change as high as they had hoped, they came out feeling better. Right. And that's, I think that's a lot of it too. And I think, you know, some people, some people don't necessarily see that as a thing. You know, they don't see well. they, you know, they want to see the four to six mile an hour spike in their velo, but you don't realize like maybe, maybe that's where your arm can handle right now because this entire program was getting your arm healthy and now you can grow. Right. You know, and that's, you know, I've, I mean, I've, I've had kids in the past where, you know, they throw hard, but they have, not an ounce of muscle on them. So, you know, they're just skin and bone. So there's a lot of stress and, you know, they have issues with that. I have, I've had other guys that are the other end of that spectrum. You know, they're, I'm not sure you could find a bone if you poked them a bunch of times, you know, type, type of kids. And that, you know, in some just general mass, some muscle, like, you know, and sometimes you got to get healthy to hit your pitch, your potential. And some guys don't realize that, you know, I had a kid, I don't even remember when Ryan graduated, but, uh, you know, he came in his senior year, he was going to be my ace. And don't get me wrong, he was still my ace. But there was a three-week period. We had to shut him down because his back was so jacked up from the first time he, first or second time he threw a bullpen for me. It was a 25-pitch bullpen, and his back was jacked up because he spent so much time working his chest in the offseason and, you know, and benching and stuff. And you know, he was standing like yeah. this, and his back muscle, and you know, anything that helped him decelerate at all just – and we had to put him on a three-week rehab program to get him to be able to – lightly throw a ball again yeah yeah so he was he was a dh first baseman for us and you know luckily it was a wet year so we got pushed back and it was before our florida trips so yeah. yeah and that's yeah and that's a big thing that i you know try and tell guys whenever we're working out it's like you for dumbbells you should be able to row one arm row whatever you can 
bench. So yes. if you're doing reps, uh, you know, with a 50 pound dumbbell on chest press, then you should be able to do really good reps of a one arm row with right. that too. It's like, I mean, and I feel like with me, it almost got to a point where I could row more than I could, you know, I chest press. So I, I just had this conversation a couple of weeks ago with a guy I was working out with, um, you know, about how we were doing like a, a speed upper day, which was a, which is a new lift style for me. You know, I'm trying new things and, mm-hmm. you know, branching my brain out. And I'm like, you know, when I went to my, you know, the guy I used to train with who, you know, if he, if I didn't live 25 minutes away from him, I would still be going to him. But, uh, you know, my big thing was I never worked my back out. The high school, college, it was always, you know, chest, shoulders, and legs, chest, shoulders, and legs. So when I went to him, you know, I made sure he did my leg workout because it was a different type of workout than I was used to. And I made sure he, I worked back with him because I had never done it before. And it got to a point where like, I'd never walked out of a workout going like, wow, I feel like I have wings. You know, I feel like I could fly out of here. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because it's, I like doing that. I saw my strength skyrocket and you know, you, you don't think that would be a thing, but it, it is. Right. You know, and it's too many high school guys look the other way when they're, when they should be doing both sides of things. Yep. Yeah. And, and really with the program too, and what a lot of kids kind of sometimes get discouraged about, but I try to like make them realize, cause you know, not a lot, it seems like not a lot have been told this. It's like progress is not always linear. It, you know what I mean? It's like, sure. Last week you threw two to three miles an hour harder right. than what you did today. But how do you feel? Do you feel the same? You know, do you feel any weaker than you did last week? No. Okay. Right. Then that's just the thing. It's like, that's a part of the program is there's some ebb and flows. Progress is not always a line going straight up. Right. You know, it's going to have a little bumps uh, in the road and, and that's fine. Cause in the end, you know, it's, it's kind of like the same thing with, you know, exit velocity on hitting, you know, peak velocity of throwing, you know, these guys want to hit this number, hit this number, but it's like, what about the rest of the numbers? Like, right. where are you sitting? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, sure, your peak fastball, you know, shot up six miles an hour, but your average only went up two. Right. So it's like, who cares about your peak if, you know, your average? So I kind of, you know, really help these kids try to realize, like, hey, your peak didn't go that much, but you're sitting at a much better spot consistently in, in this range of velocity, which is great. You know what I mean? Like, sure, your peak only went up four, but now your peak from when you started to now is your average. Right. You know what I mean? So, and that can be, you know, that's anywhere of a difference between, you know, two to four, you know, it just depends on how often we can get the kids in here and sometimes, you know, what, what other sport they're playing. You know what I yep. mean? You know, that, that, that kind of, you know, if they're playing basketball or, or wrestling and stuff like that, sometimes they're just downright tired yeah. by the time they come here. So sometimes, you know what I mean? I, I, listen, man, I worked, so. I, worked with, I worked with a team last year, and I had a kid who would come to practice. He would show up late, and I was literally just a hired pitching coach for these guys. And this kid would come to practice, and the first couple of weeks, he's got a funky arm angle, a funky delivery, but he throws it hard, and he has no arm issues. So who am I to fix anything, right? Right. He's going like, oh, I don't know if I like that arm angle. I'm like, if it doesn't hurt and it works, who cares? Like if he's, you know, look at all the funky arm angles from any JUCO school all the way up. Yeah. Like who's who's to say that that's wrong? If he's not in pain and it's working for him, listen, man, I don't want to face a guy throwing down here. Right. I, I have to every summer. It sucks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, and you, 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 this kid comes in three weeks in a row and he's just hammering the strike zone. He's throwing hard. His stuff moves and it's great. And all of a sudden, one day he comes in and he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with a beach ball from five feet away. And I look at him I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And he's just like, I haven't slept in two days, and I've had because I, I like I, we worked out. We were I worked with him on Monday nights. Yeah. And he had a wrestling tournament that was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. And he was so sore and beat up by the time he got home on Sunday, he couldn't sleep before school. So then he went through school, went through another wrestling practice, and now he's throwing a bullpen. I'm like, dude, shut it down, man. Like, yeah. You're, you're no good to yourself right now. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. I have no magic potion for this. It's- like, go. Go take a nap. And it's just so funny because I always bring, I always have one player in mind with all that stuff. Um, and he was a pitcher at Clarence um, going to Alfred State this year. This is his fall at Alfred State. And he did the program with me for two years, and he wrestled. Mm-hmm. He would come in from football nice and thick, just, dude, you look like, dude, you look awesome. 
you, know, like, you look great. This is going to be an awesome program. <laughs> and then he wrestled and he skinnied out. Yeah. And I was like, it's just so funny. I'll never forget the one day I was like, dude, have you had anything to eat today? And he's like, yeah, some water. I'm just like, and listen, I'm like, man, and here we are at eight o'clock at night, and you're. I'm just like, I've, I've done, dude. A, I've done a weight cut, man. You want, you want a savage experience? Try cutting down to a weight. That's what I'm telling you. It's like, like man, like I couldn't imagine, you know. And my brothers wrestled, and so well, like I, I know what it, what, what, what goes through their brains sometimes on trying to cut weight and make a weight class. So like, and you know, so, but, but at that same time, that's the same kid that shot me at Texas summer and was like. Man, I couldn't, you know, he couldn't say enough things about the program. He right. was like, I could recover faster. I was going deeper into games. I pitched more than I normally pit. Like, it was awesome. Now, he told me a pitch count that I didn't want to hear <laughs> at the time. But the fact was, is like, he, you know, he couldn't do it before. And right. he felt way better and was doing it, you know. So, you know, yeah, it, like I said, you know, the program, I feel like, is really good. We've seen anywhere between, you know, two to four with the kids that are playing two sports where – you know, we've seen our highest, you know, we kind of talk about him a lot is, is uh, Ty Sida, who's over at LeMoyne now catching. Okay. He, um, and it's a different spectrum, right? So you have the kids that play two sports. He was in here every day. Right. He was lifting twice a week, maybe three times a week, and doing the program with me three times a week. And he went from 71, throwing from home to second, to 81. Right. You know, so, it's a, you know, it's just a thing where it's like, again, not everybody's created equally, you know, not everybody's in the same situation. So, you know, it's still getting those kids to like realize like you're not going to get the same results as this kid did right. necessarily, you know. So, um, <laughs> asterisk results may vary. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but, you know, and we, we also have the hitting one too. You know, we do the same thing. Right. You know, we got the axe bats in there that they have. And again, what's great about the, about the company of driveline is like they don't just send you the equipment and tell you good luck right like they are not afraid to literally just here's what we recommend you doing right and here you know what i mean so it's not like we're just kind of making things up on a whim we are using their protocols and stuff like that and so you know they're hitting the same way you got two overload bats an underload bat and you got a bunch of plyo balls that you're going to hit right. and i love the plyo balls um, not just on a on an aspect of you know the strength, but there is no such thing as you know a cage bomb with a plyo ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you got under this plyo ball, it's gonna go up and right down right at your feet. Right. If you roll over this plyo ball, it's gonna go straight to the ground and fumble over on the ground. You know, like they they don't lie. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what I love about the hitting program is like these kids are a finding a way to consistently swing their bat and make barrel contact you know and b hopefully get you know stronger at the plate you know because right. then you got those kids that are going from 12 to 13 from uh you know what is it uh like 50 70 diamond to 60 90 that's a huge jump right. for these 12 to 13 year old kids like <clears throat> it's huge and so you know uh, you know, a ball in the right center gap at 12 is probably a fly ball to the second baseman right. at the, at 13, you know? So it's, you know, it's just another thing of like, you know, what can we do? And it's like, here, A, are you lifting? B, we got some programs that, that can help that. So like I said, both programs have been a lot of fun to kind of see the progress in. And, and we don't, you know, like, you know, and you've had guys talk about, you know, hiding numbers or whatever. And obviously a lot of people are on the same page of like, I don't have time to ruin my reputation on fluffing up numbers. And so I bought the nice toy of I'm hooking up the gun. Everyone's <laughs> going to see it. You know right. what I mean? So you get to see it so that you're competing with yourself and, and your own numbers and everything. And so that they're right there. Like you see what you're hitting, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, here they are. Show them, you know, let them know if it's a bad day, it's a bad day. If it's a good yeah. day, let's you know awesome job man like let's go you know right. and, and you kind of see those videos of you know the driveline facility where guys are you know huddled around and and you know waiting for this guy to throw the baseball and you know that's the kind of atmosphere that you know i'm really trying to build here which right. is why we're you know we do it in groups you know we do things in group or five or six uh so that there's that pushing each other you know thing where it's like all right man you just threw this night you know 83 let's get to 85 like let's do it you know right. type of a thing you know where they're pushing each other um 
and that's the kind of you know atmosphere that that I really do enjoy about the programs, rather it being one on one, where you know what me trying to motivate the kid, I may not do it, but I, if there's two or three other guys with him to push him, he may take their energy and and, and do something better. So that's what right. I like about the programs. It's a group atmosphere um, where they're all really kind of pushing each other. Right. Yeah. There's there's something to be said for that that group mentality, that team mentality. You know and. Uh, a kid that played for me in high school who played for Justin for a while, uh, Benny Hafner, he ended up going to Sam Houston State and yeah, his fifth year after UB shut down. And that Coach Deggs is all about that team atmosphere and, like, you know, we're only as good as we are. I don't care how good you are. You can be the best player on the planet. If we collectively are not, are not good, then you're not good because – you're part of us kind of thing. And, you know, pushing each other and, you know, being responsible for each other and helping each other out and stuff like that. Like, you know, I, I, it's something I think gets lost in this area a lot, you know, and I, I would love, I could probably, I could probably myself rant on that for about two hours. (laughs) I won't. Yeah. But you know, that's just, I, I love hearing stuff like that. Like I love hearing the, you know, the team mentality, the, the family mentality, you know, I, when I coached for, you know, for Rich over at New Era, I, my, my teams were like that to the point that like even if there were guys who didn't make my team the following year or chose to play somewhere else, like when we would see them on the fields in the summer, they'd come up and, the, you know, it, they were welcome to come over, say hi. Like our guys, you know, they, they loved each other. They, they, you know, they kept in touch. Like, I mean, I got guys that still to this day are in each other's weddings from that team and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I, I think stuff like that's more important than people give it credit for. Oh, for sure. Yeah, not, that, I'm the same way. You know, even just – one summer at you know for a team like i follow all those guys on social media you know like we comment on each other's stuff like spending that much time and and with guys it truly becomes a brotherhood right and as much as people you know may not know it we fight you know what I mean? Like, like, but it's like it's the it's the good kind of fight. Like, what do brothers do? You fight, right? But you fight for the right cause, and you fight uh, with each other at times. And then you know what? It doesn't matter because you're also going to fight with each other to make sure that you beat that team across the field. So that's, you know, what I mean, that's just some some great things about baseball. It's right. like I remember, you know, literally almost coming to blows with some of my teammates. Oh yeah. But once we, you know got over and got on the field, you know, we loved each other. Yeah. Like, dude, like, I will die for you, you know? Yeah. So that's what, that's what's really great, um, you know, and, and things that help great teams become great is, like, there's no such thing as an elephant in the room. Right. You know what I mean? Like, these kids can feel comfortable to look at each other and be like, you, you know, we are not doing this right as a team. You know what I mean? And it's like, I feel like that as a, as a coach, you know, you got to do the same thing. You know, you can't let the elephant be in the room just make sure you don't mean an offense whenever you say it. Right. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what's really fun about, about coaching. It's like, you know, be quote unquote dad. You know what I mean? It's like they're brothers, <laughs> your dad, like we're all going to fight. Like I'm going to get onto you. Oh yeah. Maybe to say, no, don't do that. You know, instead of going to your room, go sit on the bench and just think about what you just did. Right. <laughs> you know? So, but in the end, those guys know that I love them and dude, I'm going to fight for them, you know? So that's, what's awesome about baseball. That's why, you know, I've been with Justin for the last eight years, you know, it's just, I, I, I love, I love that you use the word, you know, I, I, you know, I love my guys because I do, I do honestly believe that there are guys out there that don't, you know, that are out there to say, I won this, I won that, I have this, I have that. And to hear, like, I, this area needs guys that love their players, love the game, and love what they do. And it it's awesome to hear you say it. I, yeah. I, it like, I, I appreciate that so much. And it, if I swore on this podcast, I would emphasize that with explicitives. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, it, it, and it's true. It's like even the kids that, you know, may not be with the academy or, you know, it's like a thing where it's like, dude, if you want to get better, come here. You know, right. I, like if you, if you want to work with me with pitching, work with me with pitching. Like, do I want you to wear Academy colors? hundred percent. Cause right. I, I bleed this stuff, but I don't want that to stop any kid from coming to get some work here. Right. You know, if you want to come through this program, come through it. Cause I'm going to help you just like, you know, I would anybody else, you know, and that's, and again, that's another reason why I'm here. It's like, you know, Justin really, you know, 
preaches on that and allow you know allows me to do that and everything and you know I just kind of follow his lead as as much as possible and when I go astray he makes sure that <laughs> I know it but it's good it's like again no. it's like <laughs> I no. know right but it, I don't but believe that for it's, a second. it's it's good because if I'm telling you if he you know if he doesn't do it then you know I, I look like an idiot and I you know I could I could hurt somebody right you know and it's like and I'm that's and the farthest thing that I want to do and that's why you know I'm ma- making with them making mistakes years. as a young coach is and don't don't get it twisted me and you are still young coaches <laughs> um, making mistakes is part of being a young coach. Having someone who can rein you in when you do make those mistakes, or you know, can can guide you is is paramount. I mean, I've I have eight hundred people, not eight hundred, but I'd, probably a good five or six people that I really attribute the things that I know, the things that I teach, how I am, you know, and stuff like that. And you know, I I've known Justin for a long time, and I know he's. Yeah, we laughed when he said, you know, I make a mistake, he reins me in because I, I've known him for a while and I know I know that to be true. Oh, yeah. So um But and it, and it, and it's been great because there are plenty of times where he's like, You should probably go. But he <laughs> but but yeah, but he cares but you know, but he cares about people so much that he's right. like, I, I don't I wanna make you better. Right. You know, and so I kinda take that, you know, into my coaching too on what on what he's doing with me. It's like you made a huge mistake but I'm not going to dismiss you for that. Like, I want to make you better. So right. here, so here's how we're going to do things to make things better. Right. So, you know, really a lot of my, you know, coaching style is changing because I see how good things um, come from the strategies that he uses. Right. And it's like, you're like, I will, I'll sit in a chair for two hours and just watch him work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's what's, again, you know, that's, that's why I'm here. That's why, you know, I, he's given me a great opportunity to be here and stay in baseball because I would hate to not be in baseball right now. Speaking to my soul. <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah, so it's it's been really great. Like I said, these programs that we run here, the things that we're doing here and the things that he's kind of allowing me to do. Right. It, it's it's. I, I couldn't picture being somewhere else because I get to do these things that I want to do, you know, and I kind of get to ask for things um, that some people may not be able to ask for. Right. And sometimes he tells me no, which is perfectly <laughs> fine. I get it. But and sometimes other, and other times I, you get a hit track. Right. That's, <laughs> and that, like I said, the other times, you know, we, we you know, we come together, we, we collectively say, you know, this hit tracks is something that can help our program. Let's do it. And, you know, so being in a growth environment is what's really helped me so i'm really thankful for it right now i think that takes us to a good segue we're sitting around 45 minutes right now on this little chat so um anything you want to talk about plug you know i know you guys have the hit tracks day coming up yeah oh yeah yeah that's right yeah free event um so we got a free event coming october 26th um Really, everything that we have coming up, you can find on our website at academystarsbaseball.com. Um, we got a free event, October 26th running. We're just going to, you know, have a day at it, you know, and let the kids kind of have some fun that, you know, again, that may not have the time or the opportunity at times. So come on in for an hour. We're going to do, you know, we'll split the kids up, have some, you know, tournament games. Um, you know, winners are going to get, you know, some prizes, a T-shirt, one-on-one lessons um, and everything. And really we want to also capture outside of just baseball. It's like, this is, you know, a training facility, right? right. Extra basis training facility. So we're really also trying to, you know, bring in some softball, whether it be fast pitch, you know, cause that's been my main question. It's like all the baseball teams come here. That's great. Where do the softball teams go? Right. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to like lose, you know, or put that aside because those those people around here are rabid. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, well, I got two girls, so uh, Chuck, Chuck Rigetti probably doesn't <laughs> listen to this, but if he does, Chucky, I'm talking about you, big boy. <laughs> rabid. Uh, uh, I got I got two girls, so I don't know if I need to get into softball or just stick with gymnastics. <laughs> That's what I was like. I'm afraid of like I'm afraid of softball, believe it or not. Um, and not just fast pitch, slow pitch. You know what I mean? Like that hit tracks will do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if you want to come in here and get some BP. You, we're going to run some tournaments with it. You know right. what I mean? So, yeah. So that's why in this free event, you know, adult league, all the kids ages, softball, slow pitch. Yeah. So October uh, 26th is going to be that day. We're going to run it all day. You know, certain times got certain uh, or certain ages have certain time periods. Right. So, you know, just check our website and, and register for it so we can uh, fire that up. We're pretty excited about that. Um, 
the hitting league. Um, so the hitting league, there's there, there's some questions. We use a pitch machine, right? Um, you know, because hitting league. So we you know get these kids co- to come in and hit. You know, they play a doubleheader in and out. You know, most seven most seven inning games um, take about a half hour. Right. So, so you're gonna get a doubleheader in there, which is really anywhere. You know, teams of four to six, you're gonna get anywhere between. 14 to 16 at bats a night, which is you know pretty good. Um, so we have that starting. I think high school starts uh, October 30th. Okay. So and then the weekends we got all the other age groups. So I think like uh, you know 9, 10, 11 U, and then uh, I want to say uh, 13, 14 U will be Saturday mornings and Saturday and then uh, the 11 to 12 you're going to go on Sunday mornings so um, get you out before the Bills games um, <laughs> for sure especially around here yeah right avoid the traffic um, but yeah those things are a lot of fun man and and really I find just being able to compete like that right in the off season I, I coached two teams one was the 14 and one was the 10 and I had we ran a hitting league last year for you know 12 you so I put my 10s in it right they were so cool, calm, and collected when it came to like <laughs> pressure moments in the summer, only because they were just used to competing. They were used to competing, and like I felt like there were crazier times in the hitting league that happened <laughs> than like in those pressure times in the games. Believe like, like we had a couple walkoffs in the summer that they were like, "Cool, all right, cool." Yeah, and that this was awesome. This was fun. Shake hands. Where it's like in the winter when they were doing the hitting thing, they were like. <laughs> this was awesome and like talking about it three days later right. just like dude that was so sweet you know so having that competitive edge indoors to get ready for the outdoors it like to me that was like that that's a huge deal I, it was huge it it's, was it's, huge. Some, it's something that is and i can tell you this from a high school coaching standpoint too it's tough to duplicate competition in indoors in buffalo right and, and you know you can try and have your live ab's and oh that was a ground ball this way that way but it's like let's actually play like let's actually see right was that a hit was it not a hit you know what i mean so um that's what it's saying you know that's what i said that's what i like just being able to do that in an area like you said like in an area like this it's it's huge right because getting indoors gets really old really fast you know it it's sure like does. it's like coach it's it's spring break we're we we have to practice indoors right yeah spring. yeah we have to practice indoors <laughs> it's it's spring break. It's 26 and snowing. <laughs> so um, I'll be in Florida. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So that's what's really cool about the hitting league. That's that's coming up. Um, same thing. Like I said, everything's on our website, on our on our homepage. Um, both you know the dryland programs that, that we mentioned today. Those are getting started um, November 4th. Right. And they'll run eight weeks um, or I think it's about seven between seven and seven and eight weeks uh, right before Christmas so the only holiday I have to maneuver around would be Thanksgiving <laughs> right um, so yeah so that's what we got coming up um, you know like I said we were you know we're on Facebook but I kind of keep us active on all the social media platforms <laughs> that's kind of one thing that's kind of been handed down to me from right. Justin is like look man you're gonna be full-time with me make sure you know make sure people are hearing about us and so um, so yeah, so our Facebook, Twitter, you know, Instagram, right you know, I try and get everything out on there so you can follow all the events and things on that as well. Um, man. Which you can find all of that by searching Academy Stars Baseball, yep. I assume. Yep. Okay. Yep. Academy, uh, Academy Stars Baseball um, will pop up on there. I think like Facebook, I think like we're um, Academy Stars you know, with the W and Y in there. Right. I think, um, I believe that is correct. Yeah. But yeah. So, but pretty much if you just, if, if you, if you search us at Academy stars, you'll, you'll find us. So give us a follow, you know, hopefully you can kind of see the atmosphere that we're creating, um, here at extra basis training facility. Um, you know, and come and join us. Yeah. All right, man. Any, uh, anything else for the good of the order here? Oh, man, again, this was a lot of fun. I, I, <laughs> I love I, 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 I'm telling you, I think you're going to mess around and find you a co-host here. Because like I said, I could do, <laughs> yeah. I could, I could, I could do this all day. Listen, you know? man, I this thing can have up to four mics, and I have at least five. So, yeah, yeah. As I said, this thing's been really great, and I think it's really cool to have and get you know some really good conversations going Absolutely. on in Western New York. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I follow a bunch of the coaches, and I, I feel like. This is like literally sparked a lot of conversations of just like that's the plan of good information. That you know what plan. I mean? It's like you know making sure I'm not telling someone they're wrong 
right but just showing some light you know what right. i mean it's and it's great and it's great to do that and and it's a lot of fun to do it in in the right way and in a way that's not demeaning to another person right. you know what i mean and that's why i felt like this has been really good it's like the you know the conversations that are coming about it are are more informational than they are of like you're an idiot you're wrong this is <laughs> look at this you know what i mean and right. so it's just been great information that that a lot of people and like you said when you get guys like like dan savit and and justin that you know play pro ball right. and and are you know big influential in this area on there and and all the other guys that have been on here before i've listened to all the episodes by the way i appreciate uh, that. <laughs> yeah and, you know it's it's just really good to to see how well off we really are in this area right. that gets overlooked you know what i mean it gets overlooked of just like the talent not you know not just the, 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 the cool part is um this will be episode 12 i believe mm-hmm. and i'm not even close to having scratched the surface of people i want to talk to in this area right. and i actually have and this is cool i haven't i haven't really told anybody this i have uh guy named rodney tafoya who i had the pleasure of playing against this summer in cooperstown at double day field he is known as the ageless arm, and he is still pitching professionally in some independent leagues here and there. And he is essentially he is he's on track and going for his 500th career lifetime win. And the dude, lefty still brings it pretty good. He's smart. He's crafty. I mean, we took a damn good lineup down to Cooperstown, and he he when he left the game in the, I believe the sixth or the seventh, they had a two run lead on us, and we ended up winning it on his reliever and the guy kept I mean kept us down kept us off balance and it was he he's he's contacted me a few times about coming on so I mean this cool. this, this thing has grown a lot and it, I, I have to thank my listeners for that I have to thank guys like you for coming on yeah, man. Uh, sharing the crap out of it getting it out there to everybody yeah. that'll listen yeah I'll always know, give a retweet God, God, God knows nobody everyone would stop listening if it was just me talking about <laughs> it, so yeah um, no I think yeah this is it's it's been really good so I'm Looking forward to maybe reappear and or and also hear all the yeah. other guys that are that are gonna come on. So yeah, absolutely. I know I, I got a couple guys that want to come back on already, so it's finding time and fitting people in. Yeah, I know, right? So the uh, the other cool thing we got, we're trying to set up a day for me and my co-hosts from my other podcast, Hats, Tats and Stats, to come in who are both they we played baseball together for years, the three of us. Yeah. And, you know, coming in and having a little fun competition with potentially going Facebook live on it yeah. and, you know, with live commentary of us making fun of each other yeah, and bring it October 26th, having, having a good time. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we're going to set up a time for that. Yeah. And I have to do my own little plug, um, to my buddy, Brandon and Stinger baseball, Stinger sports, um, helping me out with a lot of stuff for Lancaster and a lot of stuff, other stuff I got going on. The bat I was swinging in the hit tracks is a Stinger bat. That is their AP five model. I, I will probably never swing another bat other than a Stinger bat ever again. They're fantastically made. Every product I've bought from them has been fantastic. And if you guys want to check it out, use tip of the cap at checkout, and it should get you 10% off your order. Nice. Um, I think that's all I got for today. I think, cool. you know, we are sitting around the 52-minute mark here, so it's right about where I want I feel it to like be. that's pretty good. That's about, that's, that's about the sweet spot. Yeah. You know, longer like- than a half hour, I'll try to be under yeah. an hour and 15. So, um I think we're going to wrap that up, and thanks for tuning in, guys. Like I said, uh, you can find me on Twitter mostly. I haven't done Instagram yet because I don't need another Instagram account. <laughs> and Facebook is Facebook might be coming. We'll see. You know, But right now, Twitter is the main one because it's yeah. the easiest for me to manage. Yeah. So Tip of the Cap podcast on Twitter, you'll find me. And you know, like, follow, share, subscribe, all that cool stuff. Yes, sir. And you can find this iTunes, Spotify. Podbean. If you're listening to it already, you found it. So good for you. (laughs) And that's all I got for you guys. Thanks for coming on, Ty. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you.